Before we start our story, we invite you to join the Circle Round Club. As a member, you can get ad-free episodes, bonus bedtime stories, early access to Circle Round events, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Join now and support the public radio podcast you love at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. Think about a time you worked hard on something. Maybe you built a grand castle out of blocks or Legos. Or maybe you just spent the afternoon cleaning your room. We're about to meet a character who'd rather not roll up her sleeves and get to work until she meets a magical creature who gives her a real kick in the pants. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called After Midnight. This Irish legend features a mythical creature you may remember from our story, the Piper and the Puka. The Puka! You'll also hear variations from Scotland, where the magical being isn't a Puka, but a brownie. Some really great people came together to bring you our folktale, including Fiona Glascott and David Morse. Fiona Glascott stars in the HBO Max show Julia and the Fantastic Beasts series, most recently The Secrets of Dumbledore. Emmy and Tony Award nominee David Morse is currently starring on Broadway in How I Learned to Drive. So circle around, everyone, for After Midnight. There once was a tailor who ran a shop in the middle of a village. Behind the shop, he shared a cozy apartment with his daughter and assistant, Sadie. The tailor was a talented, hard-working man who spent many happy hours measuring... Fetch me the measuring tape, will you, Sadie? Yes, father. And cutting... Fetch me the scissors, will you, Sadie? Aye, father. And stitching... Fetch me the needle and thread, will you, Sadie? Of course, father. Sadie had been lending a hand in her father's shop for as long as she could remember... But unlike the hard-working tailor, Sadie would much rather spend her days sleeping or lazing about rather than measuring, cutting, or stitching. So you can imagine Sadie's alarm when her father announced one evening that he was taking a trip. And I'm leaving you in charge of the shop. You're doing what? I'm leaving you in charge. You see, I've received a letter from the king inviting me to stay at the royal castle for a month and stitch new garments for everyone in his court. The lords, the ladies, everyone. That's wonderful news, Father. But why leave me to run things when I can just come with you? You and I can close up the shop We can't close up the shop, Sadie. Think how disappointed our customers would be if we shut our doors for an entire month. Look... I know you're not big on measuring or cutting or stitching. But once you give them a try, you may find they're kind of fun. Fun? Well, rewarding at least. Sadie, I know you don't believe it, but hard work brings rewards. Wonderful rewards. Oh, but father... Uh, No buts. It isn't every day you get an invitation from the king... I'd be a fool to pass up this offer. So what do you say, Sadie? Will you mind the shop while I'm away? It would mean the world to me. Sadie let out a sigh. What else could she say except... Of course, Father. I'll mind the shop while you're away. 
So the next morning, the tailor took off for the castle, and Sadie took over the shop. I say the next morning, but remember how Sadie loved sleeping? Well, that morning she slept in, almost till noon. And by the time she unlocked the shop's doors and changed the closed sign to open, a flock of customers came bustling in, all of them asking Sadie to make or mend a jacket, suit, dress, shirt, or skirt. All right, all right. One at a time. One at a time. Grudgingly, Sadie took the customers' orders and sent them on their way. When the last customer filed out the door, Sadie breathed a sigh of relief. Finally, a moment of quiet. She plopped down on a chair behind the front desk. The top drawer was overflowing with all the orders Sadie had taken during the day. Ugh. I know I should get started on all these orders. But after dealing with all those customers, I'm too exhausted to do a thing. Other than sleep. I reckon I'll close up the shop for a few hours and take a nap. What harm could a little shot I do? So Sadie locked the shop's doors, changed the open sign to closed, then went to the apartment behind the shop and collapsed into bed. Within seconds, she was out like a light. Sadie had intended to get just a little shut-eye, but as the sun went down and the moon came up, she was still snoozing away. Until, just after midnight, a curious sound roused her from her slumber. What was that noise? If I didn't know better, I'd say somebody was opening the shop's front door. And now, it sounds like they're coming inside. I'd better go investigate. Sadie hopped out of bed and cracked open the door that led to the shop. What she spied on the other side made her jaw drop so low, it practically hit the floor. Goodness gracious and gracious sakes, is that a goat? Indeed, it was. A big black male goat wandering about the shop. Sadie could hardly believe her eyes. But what happened next made her hardly believe her ears. Because when the goat reached the front desk, the creature opened up his mouth and began to speak. My goodness, look at all the orders bursting from this drawer. The goat used his mouth to pull the drawer open. Let's see. Oh, a torn jacket. A suit offer. A new fancy dress. A new shirt. A new skirt. Yes, quite a pile. But no use dallying. Better get to work. Next thing Sadie knew, the black goat was standing on his hind legs. He used his front legs to fetch the measuring tape, some scissors, some fabric, and a needle and thread. Then he sat down at the sewing table and got to work. And that's when Sadie realized the goat wasn't just any goat. It was a puka. I used to read about pukas when I was a wee girl. But I had no idea they're actually for real. Pukas are mythical, shape-shifting animal spirits. And this one was here to help. The puka worked swiftly, creating a whirlwind of activity as he measured and cut and stitched. By daybreak, the puka had plowed through the entire stack of customer orders, making and mending every single jacket, suit, dress, skirt, and shirt, and hanging them on the wardrobe rack in the corner. Well, I should do it then. My work here is done. Till tomorrow, anyway. And with that, he trotted out the front door.
Once the puka was gone, Sadie came running from the apartment. I can't believe it. I've just seen a real puka with my own two eyes, and I've seen him work his magic. Sadie flipped through the jackets, suits, dresses, shirts, and skirts the puka left behind. Look at these garments. They're flawless. The hem on this sleeve is perfect. The buttons on that dress are expertly stitched. Oh, why, I I couldn't have done better work myself. And if that puka really does come back tomorrow, as he said he would, perhaps I won't have to do the work myself ever again. Will the puka come back tomorrow? And will Sadie really never have to work again? We'll find out after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get back to our story, have you heard about the Circle Round Club? It's a super fun way to support the public radio podcast you love and get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with special Circle Round Club swag, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, ad-free episodes, and a personalized birthday message from me, Rebecca Shear. Sign up now at WBUR.org slash Circle Round Club. I'm Rebecca Shear. Welcome back to Circle Round. Today our story is called After Midnight. Before the break, a tailor left his daughter Sadie in charge of his shop. Sadie was not big on hard work, so the first day she slept in, opened the shop late, closed it early, and went right back to bed. But then, just after midnight, a mystical animal spirit called a puka showed up and completed every order she'd received that day, much to Sadie's delight. The following morning, Sadie slept in again. Then, just like yesterday, she unlocked the shop's doors, changed the closed sign to open, and let in all the customers who were waiting outside. She took a bunch of new orders, handed out the finished ones, and the minute the shop was empty and quiet, she locked the doors again. Whew! That's enough work for one day. Granted, I have a whole new stack of orders on my hands, but I won't have to lift a finger. After all, didn't the puka say he would come back tonight? That magical goat will take care of everything! Sadie spent the rest of the day lounging around, and indeed, just after midnight, what should she hear from her bedroom but... The puka! (laughs) He's back! 
I must take another peek. Sadie ran to the door and peered into the shop. Sure enough, there was the puka, sitting at the sewing table and measuring, cutting, and stitching up a storm. I feel luckier than a farmer growing four-leaf clovers. With this puka coming to the shop each night, I can forget about all the work and do as I please. And that's exactly what she did. Each day she slept in, opened the shop for an hour or two, then closed the doors and goofed off. Then she'd leave her customers' new orders in the desk drawer, and just after midnight, the puka would come in and take care of everything. As the weeks went by, Sadie found herself growing more and more curious about her nightly visitor. I don't mean to look a gift horse in the mouth, or a gift goat. (laughs) But what's the story with this puka? Why does he come to this shop again and again? I must find out. That night, instead of going right to bed, Sadie drank an entire pot of coffee and stayed up waiting for the puka. And then, just after midnight, at the sound of the door, Sadie burst into the shop. The puka had his back to her as he used his front hooves to rummage through a box of thread. Excuse me, um, sir? At the sound of Sadie's voice, the puka turned around. Good evening, miss. Pleased to finally make your acquaintance. This fine establishment is yours, I presume. Well, yes. Uh, Sort of. My father runs the place, and he put me in charge. And I've been wanting to ask you. Why do you visit this shop night after night and finish all my work for me? What, is my work not to your liking? Oh, no. Of course it's to my liking. It's exquisite. I just want to know why you've been doing it. Well, if you really want to know, then I'll tell you my story. Sit down. Sadie took a seat at the front desk as the puka began his tale. Way, way back, long, long ago, I was a human being just like you. I was raised by a hard-working mother and father, humble farmers who toiled day and night to keep bread on our table and clothing on our backs. But I, I never lifted a finger. When they were sowing seeds, I was sleeping. When they were harvesting, I was out having fun. Then one day, my ma died, and it was just me and my dad. But even then, I didn't get off my lazy backside. I expected my dad to do everything. And then he passed away. And what did you do? I went to live with my grandmother. The poor woman was so ancient she could hardly see, let alone walk. Yet I continued my lazy ways, leaning on her for all the cooking, the washing, the shopping. And then just before she passed on, she cast a spell on me. A spell? Turns out my old granny was touched with magic. She cast a spell to punish me for my laziness and she turned me into what you see now. A puka. That's right. A puka who must spend every night working as hard as can be. And just after midnight, I must find a place to labor and toil away till all the work is done. What a wretched fate. But it gets worse. Once I'm done with my work, I can't go to sleep in a nice, snugly warm bed. Oh, no. I must sleep outside, in the cold. And oh, 
how cold this country can be. More often than not, I'm shivering down to my hooves. Sadie felt her heart go out to the puka. Suddenly, she had an idea. Wait a minute. What if I gave you a nice, warm blanket to wrap yourself in? That would keep out the chill. Do you mean it? You would give me such a gift? Consider it a reward for all you've done for me. After all, thanks to you, I haven't had to measure or cut or stitch a thing since my father left. And he's been gone now for, what, uh, one week and two weeks, three, three weeks, four, four weeks! By golly, it's been nearly a month. Oh, in fact, he'll be coming back here tomorrow. Well, if you really mean it, I'll take you up on your generous offer. Wonderful! Wait here. Sadie ran to the apartment and fetched a woolly plaid blanket, which she wrapped around the puka's body. Oh. I feel better already. I'm much obliged to you, Sadie. You've done me a great service. A very great service. And now, I will bid you good night. The puka started for the door. Wait! You're leaving too soon. What about all my new customer orders? Aren't you going to sit down and get to work? Get to work? The puka stopped and turned around. Get to work, you say? Oh, that's a good one. What do you mean? What I mean is, I'll never have to get to work again. That spell my grandmother cast, my punishment was only supposed to last until my labor paid off. And somebody gave me a reward for my hard work. And now that I have this warm, woolly blanket here, it looks like you're that somebody. So I bid you good night, Sadie. And good luck. Looks like you've got your work cut out for you. Then, with his head held high and his blanket wrapped tight, the puka walked out the door. But when Sadie looked out the window, she saw not a black-haired goat, but a black-haired man. He was running down the cobblestone street and laughing, a woolly plaid blanket flapping behind him like a flag in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Sadie took a deep breath and let it out. Then she fetched the measuring tape and some scissors and some fabric and a needle and thread. Then she sat down at the sewing table and got to work. It was slow going at first, but after a while she began to get the hang of it. In fact, as she hemmed sleeves and mended tears and stitched brand new, beautiful pieces of clothing, she even found it to be a little bit fun. And the next morning, when Sadie handed the completed garments over to her customers and saw the grateful smiles on their faces, she realized that the puka wasn't the only one who had received a reward. Finally, at long last, she had gotten rewarded, too. Now it's your turn. Think about a time you worked hard to achieve a goal. Maybe you got dressed all by yourself in the morning, or you practiced a song on the piano until you had the first part down pat. Find a grown-up and tell them how it felt to achieve your goal. Were you proud? Excited? Exhausted? Next, ask your grown-up to talk about a time they worked hard to accomplish something. 
We may stumble as we work toward our goals. We may want to give up. But in the end, we'll always come out stronger and reap the rewards. This week's story, After Midnight, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Circle Round's supervising producer, Amory Sievertson. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Han. Sabina has created a black and white coloring page for every Circle Round story, and you can print them out and add your own colors. Grown-ups, find more than 165 Circle Round coloring pages on our website, wbur.org slash circle round. That's wbur.org slash circle round. Special thanks to this week's actors, Ryan DeLusung, Fiona Glascott, and David Morse. Fiona Glascott stars in the Oscar-nominated film Brooklyn, the Showtime comedy episodes, the HBO Max show Julia, and the Fantastic Beast series, including the most recent installment, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Emmy and Tony Award nominee David Morse is currently starring on Broadway in How I Learned to Drive. Grown-ups, you can also see David in a ton of film and TV shows, including The Chair, The Morning Show, The Deuce, John Adams, and The Hurt Locker. Our featured instrument this week was the Celtic Harp. You can learn more about this triangle-shaped, wire-strung instrument and see a photo on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Love the stories you hear on Circle Round? Please give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and tell your friends to follow us wherever they get their podcasts. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hi, my name is Aurora, and I live in Longmont, Colorado, and my favorite story is the yellow hat, and I like the part where they replant the tree, and the tree says thank you. Hi, my name is Nixon. I live in Orlando, Florida. My favorite episode is Three Little Quiddles. I like the part that they steal fire and climb the web. Hi, my name is Jason. I live in Portland, Oregon, and my favorite episode of Circle Round is A Coconut A Day. My favorite part is when the seamstress sings a song to a tree. Hi, my name is Julian, and I'm from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And my favorite circle round is a coconut a day. And my favorite part of it is when the coconut turns golden. Hi, my name Laura, and my take is shot about Harry. It's Yona the Terry. My take part is when Tiona did the Terry a hot my name is Levi. I live in Tampa, Florida. My favorite circle round story is Tiddalick Drinks Up. My favorite part is when Eel makes Tiddalick laugh. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single circle round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round. 
or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.